It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. Ezekiel Elliott is headed to Foxborough. Do the Patriots really think they can win right now? Also, will the Rays survive without Wander Franco? And why Florida State has all the pressure on them as football season kicks off. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. According to our friends at FanDuel, the New England Patriots are the least likely team to win the AFC East. I guess Bill Belichick has a little bit of Han Solo in him. Never tell him the odds because the Patriots went out and they made what feels like a win-now move, signing Zeke Elliott to a one-year, $6 million deal. Mike DeBate joins me from Locked on Patriots, who has been following the Patriots, been there in camp for the last few weeks. And Mike, what is this signing? When they have Ramondre Stevenson in-house, who has been really good when he's been Mm -hmm. on the field for this team, what does it signal to you about the direction of this Patriots team? Well, the buzz around the team right now is that this is going to strengthen their core as opposed to shake it up. Ramondre is still the top back. He's still the guy that's going to get the lion's share of the carries. But what this does for the Patriots now, Peter, is it provides them with a solid complementary back that can come in, not only receive out of the backfield, but also be able to run the ball effectively on early downs. Very shorthanded. Ezekiel Elliott is someone that's only lost 11 fumbles in his seven-year career with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. So that's something the Patriots value uh, implicitly. Bill Belichick, the easiest way to get into his doghouse is to fumble the ball. Ezekiel Elliott just does not do that. And he's been known to throw blocks at times as well. The Patriots love their backs to be multifaceted. Ezekiel Elliott checks all of those boxes. So this is going to be a good, solid move alongside Ramondre Stevenson. Patriots have a pretty good one-two punch in that running game now. Yeah, and if you're a fantasy player, Belichick running backs, this has always been a a fool's errand to try and (laughs) guess what what is going to shake out at running back week to week. But they have Ramondre, who you mentioned, still going to be the bell cow back for this team. They also have Ty Montgomery, who feels like a prototypical Belichick running back in that He can really catch passes out of the backfield. He can do a number of different things for you. Remember, the Green Bay Packers back in the day converted him from wide receiver to running back. So how do you think the roles are going to ultimately cash out here with these three guys who all seem like they're going to get some opportunities here? Yeah, without question. And Ty right now is the wild card in all of this. And I hate to say that because... He has not practiced since the Patriots' third training camp session. Lower leg injury has kept him off the field. Now, there is no update on his condition, on his injury status. Um, from what we're all hearing, we hope that he'll be out, you know, back out there on the field. But if, in fact, Ty is looking to miss some time or is looking at a start on the physically unable to perform list, that means that now they have to fill that role of what he was doing. That option on third down, backfield receiver, he was even aligning as their third choice as a Z receiver off the line of scrimmage on select packages. So the Patriots now will need to fill that role, but 
all the catches or the touches, I should say, that he was going to get as a running back now will probably go to Zeke Elliott with the second-year backs, Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, able to develop at their own pace. Good win-win situation all around for the Patriots, but if Montgomery is in that mix, it's only going to make things even better for the Pats. I opened the segment talking about the, the Patriots making what felt like a win-now move. How accurate do you think that statement is? Does this feel like a win-now move to you? I think it feels like a win-now move for the fan base, and a lot of the media out there are looking at this as a sizzle signing for the Patriots, something that they're not known for. New England tends to go for the lower profile, under the radar, and then we're going to surprise you with what this guy can do in our system. Zeke Elliott comes in with a robust resume. And you know what? I think it's a good thing for the Patriots, and I think it's a good thing for the players on their roster, especially someone like Mac Jones, who now has some star power in this locker room to take some of the pressure off of him if he struggles with you know a given moment at uh, you know quarterbacks can do that without any question and this also strengthens their ability in the red zone that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Jones as well so if they're looking to win now Zeke Elliott is in a good position to be able to to do that he led the NFL in red zone attempts last year with 59 31 of those came inside the 10 and then of course he added 11 touchdowns in that area that is an area in which the Patriots were anemic last year that's automatically going to increase their ability to score and maybe, who knows, their ability to win. Stay up to date all year on the New England Patriots by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Patriots on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Rays may be losing their star player to some disturbing allegations. Can they continue to put together a playoff run without him? And what is his loss mean for this team before we get to that Dalvin Cook has a new home football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long I love this because when you bet on a Super Bowl winner you can get a bonus bet every time they win in the regular season just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every win you can use your bonus bets on spread bets player props point totals whatever you want. You can sign up, place a bet on the Bengals, for example, to win it all and get paid for every time they win in the regular season. Before the Super Bowl even happens, you can also join in on the baseball action every day, like tonight's Yankees-Braves game. The Bronx Bombers, massive underdogs on the road. FanDuel has the Braves money line, minus 220, my goodness. You can also combine prop bets within a game to make a same-game parlay for even bigger payouts. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Dalvin Cook will be a Jet this year. Reports are he will sign a one-year $8.6 million deal with New York. Cook has been a free agent since his release on June 8th from the Vikings. The move gives Aaron Rodgers another proven playmaker and comes after the veteran quarterback volunteered to take a $35 million pay cut. With number one back Brees Hall returning from ACL surgery, the Jets wanted to bolster their backfield with an accomplished runner. Hall remains on the PUP list despite coach Robert Sala continuing to say he believes Hall will be ready for week one against the Bills. A stunning and sad story. Retired NFL star Michael Orr petitioned a Tennessee court Monday with allegations that a central element of the blindside story was a lie concocted by the family to enrich itself 
at his expense. The 14-page petition alleges that Sean and Leanne Tui, who took Orr into their home as a high school student, never actually adopted him. Instead, he alleges, the couple tricked him into signing a document making them his conservator. This happened three months after Orr turned 18. That gives them legal authority to make business deals in his name. The petition further alleges that the Tui used their power as conservators to strike a deal that paid them and their birth children millions of dollars in royalties from the blind side that earned more than $300 million at the box office, while Orr got nothing. Zach Martin and the Dallas Cowboys have reached a new contract agreement, and Martin will report to camp immediately. Dallas is reportedly going to sign a reworked contract with Martin that will pay him over $18 million a year for the next two years. Both years are fully guaranteed. Martin was scheduled to make $13.5 million this year and 14 in base salaries and a roster bonus next year. Martin posted back to work Monday on social media. He initially held out because of the feeling that he was, quote, woefully underpaid. Martin, who turns 33 in November, has made the Pro Bowl in eight of his nine years as a pro and has been named an All-Pro six times. On the diamond, the Houston Astros could not take advantage of a good pitching performance by Framber Valdez and fell to the Miami Marlins. Hey, the race, I'm Wilhuser with Locked on Astros, and the Astros fall to the Marlins 5-1 to one tonight. It was a close game, 2-1, to one, and the Astros had many chances. They did not do too well with runners in scoring position. 2 for 12 in that category the game before they were 0 for 8. That is definitely something that needs to be fixed. A lot of people want to pin this on Maldonado or Dusty Baker in his lineup. The bottom line is the offense has got to perform more consistently. So the Astros drop the first of three to the Marlins. They come back tomorrow. Hopefully they can square it up at one apiece and then come out with a series victory on Wednesday. Stay tuned in to Locked on Astros. Remember, we're your team every day. Go Strohs. And the Texas Rangers, they obliterated the LA Angels. The Rangers uncorked an absolute walloping on the Angels, a 12 to nothing win where literally everything went right for the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Paddock, host of the Locked on Rangers podcast. The game was absolutely out of control how good everything went for the Rangers. Max Scherzer faced just one hitter over the minimum through seven innings, but he got a line-out double play from Matt Thyssen. Outside of the one weekly hit single and the one walk, he was basically perfect this entire game. Seven innings of shutout ball, 11 strikeouts for him. He was just on fire in this offense, just could not stop hitting Marcus Simeon a five RBI day, including a three-run homer. Also, Adoles Garcia's 30th home run of the year. This looked like a team that was mollywopping everybody early on in the season. Looks like a surefire title contender. Everything's going right for the Rangers at the exactly right time of year. For more, check out the Locked On Rangers podcast. Is another story you need to know. For months, the Tampa Bay Rays were the best team in baseball with a point differential that would, would make any team blush. Now they are in second place looking up in the AL East, and now their best player is on the restricted list. I made an investigation into Wander Franco that he had a relationship with an underage girl after posts on social media alleged an illicit relationship. Kevin Weiss from Locked on Rays joins me now. And Kevin, let's start with this team. And it, this has been a roller coaster for them because they come out as the surprise team in baseball. 
Now they started to fall back to earth a little bit. So which team is the real race team? Yeah, it's maybe somewhere in between. It's a, it's been a long time since uh, that 13 and 0 unbelievable start that the Rays had at the beginning of the season with um, just so much um, ups and downs uh, over the last couple of months and the injury bug really hurting this team as well. Besides what is going on with Wander Franco and being taken to the restricted list, Shane McClanahan is out for the season. Jeffrey Springs is out for the season. Drew Rasmussen is out for the season. Tyler Glass now is dealing with back issues. Other guys on this team have uh, had nicks and bruises, whatever it may be. So it could really legitimately be a case of just limping into the playoffs, not to mention the off the field distraction, maybe becoming an on the field distraction for this organization. If if you're going to like you, you mentioned the injuries. So how specifically have the injuries affected a team that seemed like they could do no wrong for the first month and a half and even longer beyond that 13 and 0 start. I mean, this was a team that they, you know, they were, they look like the best team in baseball for what the first six, eight weeks yeah. of the season. Well, really a big key too is, you being without those starting pitchers, it's really taxed and put pressure on the bullpen. And this isn't a bullpen of yesteryear with the Rays where you could pretty much count in count on year in and year out to be one of the best in all of baseball. They're more middle of the pack than anything. And they've certainly uh, blown their, their uh, share of games this season. So that's been uh, a concern and an issue. And then, um, just getting to the position side of things um, now with Wander Franco out, Taylor Walls, the backup shortstop, is also out. So now the Rays have had to call up a guy that maybe isn't quite ready or wasn't really expected to to make an impact on this team as of yet. Oslevis Basabe, he is now for for better or worse the the starting shortstop as it currently stands. So um, you have a lot that's going on uh, with that. Um, but yeah, I I think on the pitching side of things, it's it's really been the most uh, devastating and it's really forced guys to uh, be placed in roles that they're really not ready for or comfortable with um, you know Todd Bradley in particular rookie pitcher 22 year old who um, you know he's kind of been on the shuffle between majors and minors but um, he's kind of been forced to step into a role that I'm not sure he's quite been ready yet as of yet yeah luckily for them their offense has been more than good enough among league leaders and home runs the entire season but now you lose your best player. And so how, how are you able to make up for that loss? Understanding that you can't totally backfill the kind of production that you were getting there. You mentioned the specter that this could hold over this team. So how do you move forward here? Yeah, that's a great point. And it's really going to take a lot of leadership, whoever that is in the clubhouse and the manager, Kevin Cash is going to have to do yeoman's work. But I think it it starts with the um, strongholds of Randy Rosarena and Yandy Diaz and Brandon Lau really um, taking this team and carrying this team forward along with on the pitching side of things, Zach Eflin, who's been, he's a been there, done that guy. So is Aaron Savali, who just got traded to the Rays from the Guardian. So I think it's going to be that core group, those core leaders that are really going to have to push this team forward. And and I think they can do it. I mean, all, all bets are off when you get to the playoffs, but you got to get there first. And you just hope that um, they can find a way to finish strong because they've certainly had their, their ups and downs this season. I mean, July was really one of the worst months in franchise history in terms of a win-loss record. But um, they've been stronger as of late. Um, but we'll see what happens without, uh, you know, one of the best players in the game uh, in Wander Franco. That like we mentioned, combined with 
without uh, a Cy Young contender, Cy Young caliber pitcher and Shane McClanahan. But this is a team that um, they've dealt with myriad injuries before, and it's just uh, they very much have a next man up mentality, and you hope that they can uh, take that going forward. Yeah, the offense has been balanced all season. Um, no one on the team has more than 23 home runs, and yet they have been among the leaders in home runs all season. Kevin, appreciate the time. Absolutely. Stay up to date all year on the Tampa Bay Rays by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Rays on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, Florida State has all the pressure on them ahead of this college football season. Clemson has been the class of the ACC for much of recent college football history, but they're behind Florida State in the preseason rankings. Host Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs of Locked On ACC believes this puts all the pressure on the Seminoles. And having Florida State at number eight, we have talked about throughout this entire preseason, offseason talk, summer talk, uh, just how much pressure is on this Florida State team. Coach Mike Norvell, Jordan Travis, Johnny Wilson and company. There's a lot to be said about Jared Verse in that defense. Now everyone's buying what you're selling, Mike Norvell. How much pressure do you feel like is on the Seminoles to get things done, especially considering people are turning the page and essentially saying that this team is back? Uh, an immense amount of pressure. An immense amount of pressure there. Them being the number eight team in the ACC or the number eight team in the nation, uh, being the front runner in the ACC, that says something. That means something. That for whatever reason, people now believe in Florida State at not just a high level, but at the highest level of all the teams in the conference. And I understand that they have certain questions answered that maybe uh, Clemson doesn't, but it's it's a it's a situation where you know lots of people are giving Florida State love, and now. They've got to act upon that. They've got to do good things because if they don't, I mean, you're you're going to run into some problems. You're going to run into some serious problems being a team that um, has been shown this love but cannot live up to their name or the hype that came with it. And I think also just with what has happened this offseason and their disdain for wanting to be in the ACC, wanting to be bigger and better, boy, if you have never needed to have a good season – this is the do not come to any of our your ACC counterparts and not be great. It's not just that Florida State is ranked ahead of Clemson, a modern blue blood in college football. It's that they're ranked ahead of Clemson when for the last decade. This program has been mired in a malaise. Bobby Bowden is gone. And Bobby Bowden ain't walking through that door. This at a time when conference realignment is dictating all the terms of college athletics. And Florida State has reportedly been mulling a move. If you're auditioning to go to the SEC or the Big 40, you have to produce when the expectations are that you're going to produce. You have to show you are worthy. So yes, the preseason rankings add a level of pressure to this Florida State season. But there's more pressure on everyone around college football right now because conference realignment has thrown the entire sport into a state of tumult that they haven't seen. And finally, after the Sixers, announced James Harden is no longer available in trade talks. Harden responded. He said during an Adidas media event in China, quote, Daryl Morey is a liar. 
And I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of, end quote. And just in case anyone misheard or misconstrued what he said, he said it again. Quote, let me say this again. Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Probably don't expect hard net Sixers game. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, what kind of impact will Dalvin Cook have on the Jets? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.